feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid, nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking meter. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, they are roaming free. That is the four thugs, the illegal migrants who attacked the police officers, a lieutenant and a cop who were savagely beaten. The beating is making news all over the world because it epitomizes the recklessness, the crime, the out of control environment that we are experiencing in New York City and in so many cities across this country. And it also epitomizes the lawlessness and the revolving door. If you're going to go beat a New York City police officer ruthlessly in the middle of Times Square, you're going to have no limits to your behavior. And not only do you all know how much I love our law enforcement and appreciate our men and women in blue, First of all, we got to stand by them 1,000% because their job is getting tougher and tougher every day. But it also shows just how out of control our judicial system is. The fact that there were eight illegal migrants, apparently, who were on video. You see it. The whole world has seen it. You can see it out there. You see them just going over to these cops It's over the weekend in Times Square. It's a busy time. Of course, any time in Times Square is, but a very busy time, early evening. And the cops are saying, okay, we just kind of want to break things up. The crowd's getting a little uh, unruly. It's getting a little messy. And they say, all right, you know, and then the next thing you know, things are getting out of control. They don't want to hear from the cops. They're telling them to move along. And what do they do? They knock one of the cops to the ground. And you see them kicking them in the head and punching them and beating them. It is ruthless. It's savage. It is shameful. And to me, they just don't care. They just don't care. And it's so visible for the whole world to see. Everybody is talking about this video. It went incredibly viral because you see these two officers just getting pummeled left and right. And they're trying to defend themselves And these migrants are just kind of laughing and punching and kicking and ruthlessly beating these two members of the NYPD, two of law enforcement's finest. And what can they do? They're outnumbered. There are so many questions I have tonight for all of you. First off, why are these people walking the street? They were able to finally catch up with four of them. And again, as I mentioned, they were illegal migrants in this country I'm really glad that we're giving them food, room, board, cell phones, whatever else you name it, dry cleaning, depending on the place. And yet, this is the thanks they get. This is what they do to the NYPD. That's shocking. That's one. Two, also, they track them down. They get the four of them, at least four of the eight. They're illegal migrants. They're in the 19, 20, 21, 22-year age 
some one of them has priors for assaults. So this isn't the first time that they did this. What are they still doing in the country? What are they doing in the country? They crossed our borders. They're beating cops. And they have no sense of repercussion, no shame. And some judge lets them out. So there are so many problems with this story. First off, the fact they have an audacity to beat up a cop and do it in broad daylight without shame. Why are they back out on the streets? That's a whole other issue. How can that be? And then you also have to wonder, where are other people? Where are the people who happen to be maybe watching this moment? Were they just standing by? It looks like they're just people that are over there and that they just happen to be doing, you know, whatever the heck that they want to. They don't seem to be interrupting. They don't seem to be stopping. They don't seem to be saying, hey, maybe you shouldn't beat up on these cops that are there to protect all of us. Where were the good Samaritans at that moment? Where were the good people of New York? Do they just pass by and say, oh, or let me film it as these cops are getting their heads kicked in by these illegal migrants? There are so many problems tonight, but it sadly epitomizes everything that is wrong with New York right now. And I hope to God, first off, that people bandy together and say never again. But what are they doing? Are they afraid because of what happened to Daniel Penny? Remember, that's the guy who was on the subway. And when he tried to intervene and he put the guy, Jordan Neely, in a chokehold, the guy who was threatening other passengers and women and men that were on the train, and he puts him in a chokehold. Well, you know, now he is dealing with all that legislative stuff. He's dealing now with a lawsuit. He's charged with some serious crimes. He's going to be spending the next few years fighting it. I hope to God he gets off. I think he deserves a medal, not a sentence. And then what about the other guy, the crossing guard? Remember the other day he was on the subway. He tries to break up a fight and then he gets killed. So are people just too scared to intervene? Is that also part of the problem, that people are afraid to step in? There are so many issues here tonight. And I'll tell you, when I saw that footage that I'm sure many of you saw, it broke my heart. I couldn't, I winced watching the police officers just taking these kicks and knowing, again, that these were anybody, let alone also illegal migrants. To me, ungrateful, despicable. And why are they still in the country tonight? Again, there are so many questions. What would you have done if you had seen this? And what do you think the people who just happened to be walking by, what do you think that they were thinking at the time? Maybe I should move on because I don't want to be like Daniel Penny. Maybe I don't want to be like that crossing guard who tried to help. And what happened to him? Have we gotten to that place that there's such lawlessness and it's so out of control that we just can't do anything, that we're just going to stand by and to let great men and women in blue get beaten to a pulp. And if you see the people, they're just kind of kicking and doing it like it's fun. All I could think about is all these countries that are sending some of them the worst of their worst to America, they're probably playing that footage all over again. Go to New York. You can kind of get away with anything. What a sad advertisement that is for the Big Apple and for America. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. 
and you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Here, first off, this is Chief Shell. He is chief of the patrol in New York City, and he said he is downright fed up. All right, so we all saw the video. Saturday afternoon, about 4 o'clock, 42nd Street and 7th Avenue, Lieutenant and a police officer from Midtown South being directed towards the Soil League group. As they clear, try to clear that group, you saw the video, reprehensible. Cowards. You have eight people attacking a lieutenant and a cop, running up to them, trying to kick him in the face and kick him in the face. Four are arrested on the scene. One was arrested last night. The four that were arrested should be sitting in Rikers right now. On bail. Should be indicted this week and taken off our streets. You want to know why our cops are getting assaulted? There's no consequences. And we must change this. End of story. Yeah, there are no consequences. They are fed up. And it comes with New York City passing these two crazy pieces of legislation just yesterday where they will encumber police with a lot more paperwork, even on rudimentary stops. Now they're going to have them be paper pushers, essentially, versus cops and protecting all of us. Also ending solitary confinement, just very limited forms of it right now, very short term. This is ridiculous. Uh, It's easy to be a criminal and it's tough to be a cop in New York City. That's a very sad statement. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to George in Pearl River. George, your thoughts about this very disturbing time. Yeah, you you know, Rita, why people aren't getting involved is, one, because they're scared. They're they're on their heels. And honestly, a big part of it is if a white person gets involved with a non-white, they're the ones who are going to get in trouble. Like Danielle Penny? Yeah. Yeah, and I really believe the big R is way out there. It's all about race. Well, I don't, I, I, I'll I tell really you, I think, about race. I think some of the paperwork stuff that is clearly being demanded now on law enforcement, because now it's legislation, is all about, you know it's all about, it's all about like sort of satiating this DEI, all that stuff. Um, but, but I do think you're right, sadly, that people, and maybe it's not even just a race It's just they're afraid to intervene because they're afraid no matter what that they're going to suddenly get pulled in. The other thing I also think, George, is people are afraid because a lot of people have weapons. There's a lot of people with mental illness on the streets. They're afraid uh, what people have if they intervene. Like, how about that poor guy, the crossing guard, the beloved crossing guard at a school suddenly gets killed when he tries to intervene. So I, I think people are worried who's packing, what's going on. Uh, is somebody mentally unstable? And just like you said, will they get accused of being racist for stepping in? How sad is that, though, George, that we're at that place? What are your thoughts about that? No, absolutely. You know what, if I could just throw this in, the reason why they don't want to do the paperwork thing is just to say, this is give them something to do because we really don't want them there, just to give them something to do. Which yeah. is, that's just basically saying, we don't want you. Go do paperwork. We'll stick you in the corner. Yeah, you know what? I think you hit it on the head. You're right. They don't want to say, oh, we're going to get rid of them all, but maybe we're going to make them so uh, displeased and stuck with paperwork. 
The other thing I also think Georgia's people are... Oh, George, you're here on the radio. Go ahead. Hello? Oh, yeah, I think, you know, basically it's just like, uh, you know, an F you, just, you know, do this, you do what you're told, and that's it. They don't want cops here, but you know what? I'll say this at the end. I hope somebody, city council, politician, I hope uh, your kid, your daughter, if someone needs a cop and no one shows up, I want to hear the outcry of that. Yeah, and listen, I hope it doesn't get to that for anybody's sake, of course, no matter what. But you're right. You know, it's interesting, George, it reminded me in Minneapolis. Remember, after all the riots and after all the problems that were happening in Minneapolis, uh, then they said they had an, this uh, bizarre epiphany that, OK, city council there, we're going to get rid of the cops. So they decided to defund the police, essentially, and change a whole bunch of stuff with 911 calls and all that. And guess what? I think it lasted, George, like a few weeks because then somebody on the city council there had a problem, needed to call 911, and the cops weren't able to come because there weren't any cops to come. And then they said, gosh, you know what? Maybe we do need the police after all. So you're right. Sometimes they need to realize it firsthand or, or have somebody they know firsthand for them to understand it. It shouldn't take that. Uh, absolutely shouldn't take that. What a sad state of affairs that it would have to get to that. And I hope it certainly doesn't for anybody because I, I don't wish that on anybody. But I will say uh, anybody who thinks that defunding the police at this time or bogging them down with paperwork uh, that, to me, is the definition of insanity, and those people are crazy. And sadly, there are a lot of people on the very progressive New York City Council, because the vote was 42 to 9 uh, to pass this, essentially, and override the mayor's veto of it. Thank goodness, at least the mayor, Mayor Eric Adams, did at least try to veto it, but they overrode him. And guess what? Now it's going to be law, thanks to these people and what it's all about politics. It's all about appeasing their left wing base and saying, look, 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 look what we're doing. We're getting racial quotas here. We're getting reports on this. We're getting that. I mean, this to me is the most ludicrous, ridiculous way to bog police down. And I agree with you. I think they're trying to get them so dissatisfied that they just walk off the job and, uh, you know, hey, we're going to put you we're going to demote you to paper pushers and not really helping the community. And that, to me, is shameful. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. We'll take your calls when we come back. The Rita Cosby Show. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Bruno. He's your numero uno. It's the Rita Cosby Show.
dancing the night away. They were kicking the night away, and they were kicking police officers. Some new news coming in that a little bit ago, New York Governor Kathy Hochul was asked about this mob of illegal migrants who were seen on that horrible videotape that everybody's talking about, about uh, the kicking and the pounding of cops that were caught on camera, this brutal assault near Times Square. And she was asked, what do you think? Because there are a number of Republican members of Congress and others that are saying that these people should be deported immediately. Absolutely. The fact that they're even out on the streets is insane. There's one of them who has multiple offenses. And what's really disgusting is you see one of the guys who gets let out, he's giving the bird, the finger to cameras that are waiting there. That really sounds like he's very, very uh, aware of what he did. I'm being facetious because, boy, this guy has no respect for America and no respect for law and order. He should be deported immediately, either that or a jail cell the rest of his life. What is he doing in this country? It's a mob of eight of them. They got four of them. And again, one of them is given, you know, the old finger to uh, news media when he gets walked today and gets let out like, ha ha, here I am again. Ha ha. And so Kathy Hochul, to her credit, the Democratic governor was asked in a briefing today, what do you think? Should these people be deported? And she said that's something that should be looked at. I mean, if someone commits a crime against a police officer in the state of New York and they're not here legally, it's definitely worth checking into. So at least she's saying she's looking into that. I hope she does more than just look into it. I hope she says absolutely they should be deported immediately at minimum. Maybe they need to spend a little bit of time in jail first. And then deported immediately. How about a rock quarry? I mean, that's my idea of a jail. Not a not a nice little cozy jail cell either. Rita Cosby is on. Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And this Back the Blue segment is sponsored by GoyaCares.com because you are a precious gift from God. And this is a really powerful story about our men and women in blue and great technology coming from Robbinsville Township, New Jersey where a child who was reported missing was found in less than 10 minutes by police implementing a drone with exceptional thermal camera technologies. It happened on January 17th when a child was last seen running into a heavily wooded area just after sunset and subsequently reported missing amidst extremely freezing weather conditions. A police officer there in Robbinsville Township, Michael Slininger, said, I think it was around 20 degrees, snow covered in the woods. Absolutely freezing. The police department's drone, which is fully equipped with thermal imaging cameras, was quickly dispatched to the area. Drone video clearly revealed the child's position in relation to the officers who are participating in the search. 
The whole incident unfolded in less than 10 minutes. Given the sub-freezing temperatures and the challenges of locating the child in the thick brush and snow-covered wooded area, it was very clear to all that time was of a critical essence for all involved. Thankfully, the child was successfully rescued, was found uninjured, and quickly reunited with his family. What a powerful story and great work by our men and women in blue and also very sophisticated technology. Well, as we are talking, it is time to support our men and women in blue more than ever, especially after this horrible incident that we've been talking about that took place in Times Square, where you see eight illegal immigrants, a rowdy crowd, beating and pummeling police officers, two of them left on the ground as the pack then runs away, and it's all captured on camera. They did get four of them, again, all illegal immigrants. One of them's age 19, the other one's 19, other one 21 and 24. Four of them were all charged with assault and released without bail, thanks to the good old New York justice system. And one of them who was released today was walking by cameras, giving the camera people the finger and laughing and basically saying, ha, 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 look at America. This is an unbelievable display of the revolving door of justice and the shamelessness and unappreciation of some of these migrants who come to this country. What are they doing here? And why is he out already back out on the streets? This is typical, sadly, of the New York justice system. But why are they still even in the country at all? Why would you have somebody who has, first of all, come here illegally and now has committed crimes? A couple of them have repeat offenses in their background. What are they doing here? What is wrong with us? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And earlier today on Cats and Cosby, John Katsimatidis and I and our great panel in studio with us. We also had, by the way, Judge Weinberg, and we also had Peter King, and we had the former head of the FBI in New York, George Venizelos. All of us talked today to the head of the Police Benevolent Association. That is the PBA union, the big, big union in New York, Pat Hendry, who said that cops have had it in New York and really need the community support, especially after this one. And now joining us as we've been talking about security and we've been talking about, sadly, the beatdown that happened to those two New York City police officers, a lieutenant and a cop, by illegal migrants in Times Square and also just how tough it is to be a cop right now. Joining us is the head of the Police Benevolent Association of the City of New York, uh, Pat Hendry. Pat, really great to have you here back on Cats and Cosby. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, This was a a vicious attack against two New York City police officers and every single individual who participated in attacking and assaulting, viciously assaulting our New York City police officers need to be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law. Attacks on police officers across this city has become an epidemic. We had over 5,000 police officers assaulted last year and only Half of those cases were prosecuted and less than that saw any consequences. Our criminal justice system is breaking down at every single step. The system uh, 
needs to change. It's designed to fail, and everyone in the system is passing the buck. They're pointing the fingers at others. Everyone needs to be held accountable, and they need to do their job. And um, we are talking to the head of the Police Benevolent Association. I 1,000% agree. Uh, We have with us in here uh, the great lawman for many, many decades, of course, George Venizelos, the former head of FBI in New York. George, you have a question. Yeah, Pat, Pat, I I can't agree with you more. You know, it's it's sickening. What makes me even more sick, you know, having grown up in this area my whole life, maybe I'm, I'm too old school saying this, where was the people to help? I mean, if I was there, I would have jumped in to help these cops. Where were, why are people watching this stuff happen? People, New York is going to stand up. You know, we got to fight for the safety too. And we got to help you these need, police officers. We got to help New them. New Yorkers need to stand with police yep. officers yep. more than ever. We need their help. We need them to send a message to everyone involved in the criminal justice system that we're not going to watch this. Yep. We're not going to watch our police officers be attacked and assaulted on a daily basis. Because if police officers are being attacked and assaulted, they're going to uh, attack anyone on the streets for anything that happens. So if police officers aren't safe, how are we going to protect the people in the communities? You're 100% right. And and we we, got to get our city back. Right now, these these people coming over there taking over our city. And we got to help our police officers. They put their lives on the line every day to keep us safe. It's, you know, we got to help too. So people who were there, who watched it, shame on you for not helping. Bravo for you for saying that, because you're right. Where were the good people? Yeah. How could you? I, I'm telling you, as, as a citizen, George and, yeah. and Pat and everybody <laughs> listening, watching that video, I wept. I, I mean, yeah. it, it is heartbreaking to see these yeah. cops are getting kicked in the head and they're getting punched. And you're right. Where was yeah. every, there's nobody around trying to break it yeah. up. And these poor cops are ganged up on Pat. I, I mean, how do they keep the morale up? Uh, you know, police officers are at their breaking point, uh, you know, from every every step, uh, you know, we're getting beaten up by the environment right now. Uh, morale is at an all time low. It's at it's at in the toilet. And we need the support of all New Yorkers. They need to we need New Yorkers to step up and say, we, we, we're with you. We got mm-hmm. your back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once and for all, make those phone calls to the DA's office, make those phone calls to everyone across this city to say enough's enough. We're going to support our police officers and we want these individuals in jail where they belong. Absolutely. And well said by Pat Hendry, again, the head of the Police Benevolent Association. Where were the Good Samaritans and what would you have done if you had seen that? Again, Times Square, it wasn't super late at night, and they were just doing their regular thing, just trying to kind of break up an unruly crowd. And then the crowd of illegal migrants turned on the cops and, again, gave the media the finger. So it really shows that they really learned a lesson because they're back out on the streets and, again, living on taxpayer dollars in America. There are so many things wrong with all of this. one 800 848 9222 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to BJ, line four. BJ, your thoughts. Yeah. You know, uh, those two policemen, sad enough, uh, you know, they they probably, uh, you know, it, Eric Adams invited all of these illegals here, okay? He, t- he said he was the Biden of Brooklyn, and he invited all of those people here. So if anyone really uh, can share blame here, the mayor can. Number two, 
any of those council people who voted to uh, hamstring the cops with more paperwork, they're the problem. And if you voted for the, any of those 45 communists, you're the problem. Okay, so you have a piece of this, too. As far as being Charles Bronson and Death Wish and and going after people, well, the next time the PBA should support a a real candidate like Curtis Lewa, you know, and maybe we wouldn't have had this problem here, you know, but suggesting to people that, you know, they should jump in and all this stuff. I don't go for that. Uh, You know, I'm not a policeman. I don't play one on TV. And, uh, you know, I, I, I get myself to safety. That's where I get. And, and you know what, so. by the way, and, and as a woman, too, if I saw it, you know, I can't intervene on something like that. I would try to go get somebody, though, right away. I would try to, like, hopefully, especially Times Square, there's a police station there. I'd, like, run to the station or tell some other guys, hey, try to break it up while I'm running to the police station. I would certainly, or call 911 immediately. I'd be doing a whole bunch of stuff. Um, And you're right. People get what they vote for. And I think in the case especially of Eric Adams, people thought that, yeah, he will bring some law and order because he is a former police officer of many years and a captain. And uh, and I hear you about Curtis, too, because Curtis has such a, a great background there with his crime fighting and his organization. And and people had a choice. And just like you said, when the came to the city council, you're right. Who are these people who are voting for people that are saying, let's bog police down with more paperwork. Let's get rid of solitary confinement. I, I mean, honestly, who are the people that are saying, oh, that's a really good idea. I'll reelect that person. And I think some people, you know, when it comes to the mayoral race, they're going to be thinking twice again to the next go round. And listen, I will give Eric Adams credit for at least standing up and at least fighting it. He did veto the bill, and he did say he was against it. But I wish he was screaming from the rafters even more, because I think it's necessary. This is this is an abomination. And he took issue with some of the law, saying, hey, maybe we can change it, so maybe there's paperwork on some issues, but not on others. He should say outright, this should get thrown out. He shouldn't be piecemealing it. He needs to take a bigger stand, and I 100% Agree with you on that, BJ. No question. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to David, line three, in L.A. Go ahead, David. You know, when they get released in three hours with no bail, it just says it's going to embolden them. You're going to have the gangs of these migrants. You know, you can call them cowards, but if they're willing to attack police like that, How much time until they're going into bodegas and robbing them blind, just attacking people on the streets? We got a real out of hand situation with this no bail situation. You want to talk about deporting them? They were let go without bail. (laughs) If I was living in New York City, I'd be running out of there so fast and fear for my life. This is going to be dangerous and out of control. And just to reiterate again, Rita, the stores, they're going to start to rob the stores. What do they care? They beat up the cops and get away with it. What a disgrace. Yeah, and David, the fact that that guy, as I told you, uh, you see him on you know, on camera. He's like giving the middle finger to the media, and he's laughing like, ha, 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 as he's walking out. I, I mean, that just epitomizes 
the pathetic, emboldened nature of these people. I mean, it's disgraceful. And they're already, sadly, uh, breaking into some of the bodegas. There are reports that they're going also to homes in the areas, too, you know, asking for food, asking for this. There's been crimes outside also of a number of these migrant shelters. There was a a deadly stabbing. Uh, Two migrant shelter guys were fighting and killed one of them, killed the other one. And when the Goths came over and said, hey, we want to break this up, he said, no, let me finish the job. (laughs) I mean... I mean, you can't make it up. I, I really feel like we're like in a Steven Seagal or a movie like that. You know, I mean, it is just so out of control, David. David, pray for New York. Will you Will you promise me that? Will you pray for New York? Because L.A. needs help, too, by the way. Yeah, well, L.A.'s already gone through this. But here's the other problem, Rita. When, when these guys are getting let go with no bail, the cops are just going to stop doing anything. Stay in the car. Don't do anything because you just see they didn't get attacked by a mob and then you're not supported by the judge and they're back out on the street. Just eat your donut and don't get and wait to get your pension. Why put yourself at risk? How sad is that? Uh, but you're right. And also in bogging them down with paperwork and having to fill out paperwork, even on rudimentary stuff. It's like, uh, why go and have encounters with the public? If you know you're going to have to do a paperwork for three, four, five minutes on each count, sometimes you might have, you might run into a hundred people if you're dealing with like a big crowd and asking questions and then you got to come back and fill out paperwork on each encounter. Are you kidding me? You you hit it on the head. Police officers are going to say, well, then I don't want to deal with any, I don't want to have encounters with the public. So how are they going to protect us if they're not going to have encounters and talk to people and get questions answered or or, or search around? Hey, what's going on? Da, da, da. Oh, I, oh, shoot, I got to write a report on that. I mean, this this is, it is insane. Boy, what a mess we're in, David. You really hit it on the head. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And word coming in tonight as we're talking about this horrible beatdown that took place of those cops in Times Square. Uh, The guy who took the time to flip the double bird, as it turns out, as he was leaving Manhattan Criminal Court, is a 22-year-old guy, Juan Broda, Boada, I should say. He is from Venezuela, and he is the fifth suspect to be charged. Walking out again, smiling before the cameras, giving the finger to the press. And apparently all of the suspects are originally from Venezuela. They arrived in the city late last year. And four of the five have, as their last known address... A city migrant shelter. So they're living at a city migrant shelter, taxpayers' expense, maybe getting dry cleaning and food and all that other good stuff that happens at a number of these shelters. And that's the thanks and the respect that they give to America. They start beating up cops in Times Square. Uh, I say deport them and also lock them up first. You heard what I said. I, you know, Joe Arpaio the tough love sheriff who we've had here on the show, who I love from Arizona. He's the guy who made them wear pink panties 
and work in a rock quarry, remember, in Arizona? That was his idea of punishment. I wish we had the equivalent here in New York. But sadly, we have exactly the opposite, thanks to the progressives in New York City. And this is happening in so many cities across the country. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jacqueline, line four. Jacqueline, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. You know, two things. One, about the crime in the city and this uh, latest incident with these police officers. These individuals, these illegal immigrants, this is the way um, they act in their country. Only the police don't tolerate it there. Um, I saw a clip on Christian News Network with regard to Haiti and what's going on in Haiti, how dangerous things are there. People are taking matters into their own hands. They are arming themselves with machetes to defend and protect themselves against all of these gangs and all these murderers. The other thing, with regard to uh, Kathy Crime Wave, Wokel, Hocus Pocus, Hokel, um, I heard that she wants to fast-track these illegal immigrants so that they can get civil service jobs. So she talks out of both sides of her mouth with a forked tongue. Yes, she does. And it shouldn't, you know, the issue with her is she'll say that and she'll say, okay, but maybe in some cases if they did extreme things like this, then they should be deported. Uh, To me, why would you first allow them in? It's like waiting for an accident to happen. You know, it's this knee-jerk reaction. Okay, well, maybe in this case, if they've done repeat offenses and they've done this and they've done that, maybe we should consider deporting. It should be, yeah, you're darn right. They absolutely should be deported. They shouldn't be out to see the, the light of day. And we need to start vetting other people. I agree with you. That's the correct answer, not this sort of wishy-washy answer. That's why we are where we are. Uh, absolutely. Jacqueline, thank you. Great points. Let's go to Alice in Ohio. Alice, your thoughts on line one. Rita, this is disgusting. And everything that has been said, you've, you've read my mind. It's happening here. I live outside of Cincinnati, Ohio. I moved out of the city several years ago because I could see what, ha- what was happening. The city has gone to a total left-wing progressive Democrat in the city council and the mayor. We have roaming gra- uh, groups of teenagers during, se- during business hours after school attacking people in broad daylight, and no one's there. The judge, they, some of them have been picked up. The judge, uh, and, and the judge says, well, it's tough to be a teenager. Oh, my God. Well, you know what that sounds like, Alice? It sounds like the mayor of Chicago. Remember, uh, he came out when the, when the reporters were saying, what about this mob of teens that are breaking? And he said, oh, you shouldn't call them a mob. That's not nice. These people just don't live in reality.